How are you talking about what to expect? How are you doing this so that, that the consumer is educated, empowered, and delighted when they come out of closing? Welcome to the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of the local real estate market. Join us as we chat with industry experts, uncovering tips, trends, and strategies to help you navigate Maryland's real estate landscape. Get ready to elevate your real estate game. Let's dive in. Good morning, y'all, and thank you for tuning into another episode of Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Healy, and today I have Tim Hooper and Andrew Hooper from Fidelity National with us. Thank you all uh, for joining me today. Absolutely, Jennifer. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Jennifer. Pleasure, pleasure to be on with you. It's a getting here December, right? The weather's getting cold outside, but you're such a warm personality getting on with you this morning, right before we're starting here. It's great to be with you and thank you for having us. Absolutely. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, so we were, I was introduced to you by Erica Gibbons, which is a longstanding friend That's of great. mine uh, in this industry. Um, somebody I respect very much uh, with her integrity, integrity that she has and that she comes to work with every day. Um, and as well as her faith. Uh, so those are my two favorite parts of Erica, uh, besides her just beautiful heart. Um, and she has told me some amazing things that you all are doing there at Fidelity. Um, so if you would take a, a, a moment and start out, but tell me a little bit about y'all and um, who you work for and what got you into this business. Sure, Angel, why don't you start? Um, or do you want me awesome. to start? Well, you you take it away, big brother. <laughs> well, what got me in, um, Jennifer, is a great question. Um, a lot of people ask, how did you land in the title insurance uh, industry? And um, well, somebody told me it was real estate. And it is, right? We're the real estate services side. And, um, you know, we're uh, working with settlement agents, real estate attorneys all day long, um, you know, keeping them compliant. So many threats out there now with wire fraud and mm. all that. But as a national insurer, we're the we're the paper, right? We're the policy that that is written by our agents. So, um, you know, we work closely with the Jennifers of the world, with real estate agents, and with um, you know industry professionals to get people into their homes. So that's that's the basics of it. Somebody told me it was real estate. I was coaching real estate agents. I was speaking around a lot of the associations, and um, an underwriter reached out, and I had no clue. So that's. It, it, essentially, that's how I got in. They said it's real estate, and and we could bring some of what you're doing um, to help communication. I talked about energize your sales, and they're like, you know, that could be something that would be a lot of value to our title agents and real estate attorneys. And sure enough, after entering the industry about five years ago now, uh, I just found this beautiful marriage, um, such a welcoming group of people, um, such a family feel. And speaking of family. I uh, reached out and recruited my brother from uh, a big uh, financial uh, firm, uh, national uh, company. So, Andrew, I'll let you take it from there. Yeah, it's, you know, Tim dragged me away from what I was doing, kicking and screaming, because I didn't know anything about title insurance. Again, I was doing a lot of um, management and leadership training and team training, working for uh, for J.P. Morgan Chase, and so. To take a step away from that <clears throat> was a big leap for me to get into the industry. But the beautiful thing and what Tim did so well as a, the quintessential salesman is helped me understand that we make a huge local impact. 
in this job. Sometimes you work at a larger company, you can lose uh, the meaning behind things in life, right? It's more widget based or you're more metrics driven and and that's all fine and good. I mean, there's nothing wrong with metrics, right? But at the end of the day, that personal fulfillment, we get to go in and help business owners and you know lenders, real estate agents, title companies be successful. And with our background in the marketing and sales piece, that's really where we focus. That's where we live. That's where we hang out. And it's a lot of fun. So Yes, Tim. Uh, Tim recruited me. I stepped away, came over um, for the first couple of years, primarily in Maryland, and then now both of us in, in our role with Fidelity, we were really are, are over the entire Mid Atlantic, which we, you know, we end up spending quite a bit of time up in Maryland and with a lot of our friends in the industry there. So it's a it's a very small industry. Once you're in it, you get to know everybody very fast. Very so, fast. That's very true. It is. Uh, so for those that don't know uh, Fidelity. Could you tell us a little bit more about um, your portion of Fidelity, dealing with Fidelity National and the title insurance portion in case there's agents on here that know of it, but don't know what it encompasses? Sure. So Fidelity National Financial is the nation's largest title insurance provider. So, you know, we, we here out primarily in the mid-Atlantic area we're working with title agents. So if you're a real estate agent or lender, you're probably interacting more with a specific title or settlement attorney um, more than you're interacting directly with us. We're underwriting. So we're their title insurance policies that you need as a lender for every loan that you do. And then, you know, it's optional for consumers. So um, we're kind of in that space, but we're all about helping everybody in the transaction be successful. So where Tim and I live, working for Fidelity is very much in the business consultation, sales and marketing space. And so, for example, our title agents we work with across the region um, have access to us to come help coach and train. And, you know, if it's getting on video, if it's coaching a sales team, if it's looking at their internal operations and finding, like Tim mentioned, wire fraud, things like that, we're looking through a very business consultative lens at all of the title agents who support you, Jennifer, lenders, and real estate agents. We're making sure that they're delivering the best product to you because your consumer needs to know that you shine and that you're partnered with the right partner on the back end of the transaction. So yes. in a nutshell, that's kind of where we live in the space. And I'll let Tim fill in any blanks that I may have missed there, but go for sure. it, bro. You know, again, it goes back to, you know, some underwriters um, or, or the nation's large, but some underwriters, you know, historically, um, you know, they're, they're, appointing agents they're you know let you know allowing that agent to write on their paper and ensuring that the policy and then they're collecting remittance right the 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 premium and then working claims when claims come up so Angela likes to call us the un underwriter because we've um we've reimagined what that partnership what that channel partner is for a title agent and real estate attorney and so because of that We've been out in the field, like Andrew said, I mean, getting attorneys on video talking about all the cool things about what makes them special, but they've never, you know, jumped into the the tech side of it or the necessarily sales side. Sometimes it's marketing as far as, hey, hire a marketing firm, post on LinkedIn every day and hire a website company and that's it. And we'll just hope the yeah. business comes in. And, you know, this business is so word of, word of mouth anyway. Um, everyone does all right, but it's that concerted focus, that sales effort. And we've really helped our agents and title attorneys um, reimagine that. Well, then that spills over to the loan officer and real estate agent because 
A, they see this attorney getting on video. They're like, hey, I want to get on video. So in turn, we get to get out in the industry to the associations, Andrew and I, and do live podcasts, uh, you know, video trainings, AI trainings. Um, I do so much sales coaching to loan officers, real estate agents, and title agents, because I think that trifecta is so interwoven. Um, so we're, again, to sum it all up in one concept, an underwriter, because because we've rethought, you know, how can we become yeah. a, that value-adding channel partner? And well, it's really cool. Yeah. I'd add one thing there, Jennifer, too, before we kind of move on. I think from a real estate agent's perspective and from a, a lender's perspective, this industry is so, um, you're, you're not just working within your silo of your company, yeah. right? And you're working, you need to be aligned with a good brokerage that has good resources. You need to be, that works for you. But then on the back end, it's like who you work with in a title company, that yeah. matters to yes. most realtors and lenders heavily because there's a there's value there that they bring to your to you and your clients. And so partnering with the right ones, what we've tried to do is just enhance our title agent's ability to give more even more value to the real estate agent. And as Tim mentioned, that sometimes means we're teaching real estate agent classes and lender classes on getting on video and and starting a podcast or starting a YouTube, like all of the above, AI, whatever it might be. So for any real estate agents listening, you know, make sure you're partnered with a title company who's adding that level of value because they're out there. It's not just about dollars at the end of the day. Some people just look at the bottom line, but if you, if you're in it for the long haul, the dollars are fleeting. You know, you do, you do 10 transactions this year, you get, you know, your, your money from those transactions. Are you building a relationship that's going to last you long-term in this industry? And that's where having the right partner that adds true value, helps you learn new skills, helps you level up yourself personally and professionally. That's really who you want to align with. Uh, if you're trying to grow a business in this kind of a market right now where it's tough. Yeah. I, yeah, I knew one, that. The, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, no, it's all good. One other thing I was going to say is when you look for a title partner, you know, vet, vet them. You know, flashy's not always best. And Andrew and I talk a lot about getting on video and leveraging AI and sales and having that organized approach to your sales. While those things may sound techy and flashy, we're digging in with AI and video to say, how are you talking about wire fraud? How are you talking about what to expect? How are you doing this so that, that the consumer is educated, empowered, and delighted when they come out of closing? So yes. don't just look for the flashiest title company out there. Vet as a real estate agent or loan officer, vet them. Ask them what how, what does your wire room look like? How are you how are you protecting my client's funds? Because mm -hmm. one wire fraud wipes out not only uh, an entire the dream of of a, of a of a your client, but it can also wipe out you as a as a real estate agent or loan officer, your business, your reputation. So make sure you're partnered with a credible title company, not just the flashiest title company. You know, I had um, I had a settlement on earlier this week and I understand that we all get busy and I understand that everyone loves to communicate via email because really quick just to send your part and be done and kind of wipe your hands of it. And yep. probably because I'm a little bit older, um, I'm cresting 50 and that I've been doing this for 25 years, I prefer to pick up the daggone phone and have a conversation. I don't Great. mind an email as a backup to what we said on the phone, or if you're dealing with multiple people to, to send an email to make sure everybody's on the same page, but I just prefer the phone. Yeah. I dealt with a, in a title company that never spoke with the borrower and they were a first time home bar, borrower, sent a wire. The borrower's calling me, asking me what to do. I'm walking them through and I'm happy to do so. And I said, call the title company. 
call the woman that sent you that email. And I always tell barbers, you know, if we don't have the exact number, let's just roll up to the nearest hundred, maybe to the nearest thousand, depending upon where we are. Sure. If we have tax figures or certain, you know, if it's in Baltimore City and there's a issue, always roll. I said, but call the title company and said, does your, the title rep that will be handling your settlement, do they have the ability to cut you a check back for the difference? Some do have that ability, some don't, depending mm. upon the company and their rules. They couldn't even get the person on the phone to return the call. And I just thought, and because of what you guys just said, it's not about the flashiness of it. It's about who's actually thinking about the customer's needs and the information that they need. These people were uh, Gen Zers, young, but real smart, and they research everything, and they ask a ton of questions, very insightful questions. All they needed to know is, did you get my wire? Yes, we received it. It's a lot of money for somebody, especially in your first transaction. What's the difference between an enhanced coverage and a standard coverage? You know, thank you for sending me the brochure. Could you get on the phone with me and have a three-minute conversation? Yeah. Could you? I I was shocked um, at how little correspondence, and it's all email, went between the title company and the borrower. And I think that's because it was referred um, and not something that the borrower searched out for. And when it's referred, I think people let down their guard a little bit and don't do the same due diligence that they would do if it was a lead that came in. And I just wanted to get your perspective if y'all are seeing that in the industry, because I was a little shocked by it and pulled back. And then I thought, oh, maybe this is just me being me. And just because well, I do things a different way. That definitely not, definitely not. You do, Jennifer. You set the standard high. Uh, you, you do, and we know that. And so, um, thank you for having those high expectations and standards. Um, but you have described the problem perfectly. That's why we're here. So, I mean, what, what do they say? Are the best companies they find the problems and solve them? We just decided we want to take this to the next level, and we're living in a in a in a time frame where. The you know millennial, the Gen Z, the and I don't don't like to box people in, but you you understand the the next big huge massive wave of home ownership and buyers, they're a, an empowered, um, they like to know, they like to research, they like to yeah. find, they like to TikTok it, Instagram it, they like yeah. to do their research, and um, it's not so much go sit down with an attorney and have a conversation and have them teach me everything. It's let me get online, see what I can find out myself. So I can educate myself part way and make an informed decision. So I think, well, yeah. Tim, as you were saying that there, I, I just it goes back to the long haul. If you're referring out your business to a title company because it's just right now it's just the most advantageous for you, whatever yeah. that means. I'm not going to go there, but whatever that means. Um, cool. But if they do that to your client. We know in real estate, the average turn time for a client to buy another home or upgrade or downgrade or move, what, three to five years mm-hmm. now? So if that's your experience, remember that the title company you're using, your partners in real estate are an extension of you when you refer that deal. You know, And, and trust gets broken if you refer to somebody that's the service right. isn't good or it reflects or it hurts you. So your chances of capturing the second, the third, the fourth deal are incredibly low. When your partner doesn't do a good job for you, they're not going to come back. That client's going to be less responsive. They might put up with it. We've all been to those closings where it was tense because there were some issues. But when you take some of that business for granted, 
and you just steamroll through. Like you, at the end of the day, you come out the other side and it's like, cool, okay, I got that immediate deal. But if that service wasn't there and that follow-up from the title company and that extra level of wow that Tim and I like to talk about in customer experience, if that wasn't there, you're hurting yourself. Yeah. And, it, you know, I had a real estate agent right down here where I live in Virginia that I reached out to once. I never even used them because I asked about a property and they told me like it wasn't available and then said, okay, have a nice day. They never asked me a follow-up question. And then five minutes later, I was put into their little AI text message drip. And I actually just got another te AI text message drip from them just this past week, wishing me happy holidays. I've never worked with the person. So I don't care how good or streamlined your follow-up is. If that initial experience didn't go well, the chances of you recapturing that long-term business, that is truly, if you ask any solid real estate professional out there who's been doing it for years, they will tell you that their book of business is the gift that keeps giving. So you have to get it right on the front end. Yes. You have to get it right for that first deal. That allows your follow-up to be effective. Yeah, you're right. You're right there. I'd love to ask y'all, uh, one of my favorite questions to ask on this podcast is about your daily success plan. Uh, it's very important to me. Uh, it's very important in my business. Uh, and I would love to know from each of you what your daily success plan looks like and when does it start? Does it start the night before? Does it start the morning of? If you are open to sharing with me. Absolutely. Andrew, so you want to start? Yeah. So for me, it normally starts the week before. Normally, it's me on the phone with this guy right here. And we're, we're looking at the entire week upcoming. We do spend a lot of time on the road. Um, so the, the success plan is, A, make sure, and it's, it goes back to the basics. Make sure you know where you're going to be. Have you given yourself enough margin in between for travel times? Have you uh, confirmed everything that you needed to confirm when it comes to business? And then... Um, Personally, for me, it's about making sure you get enough rest, especially when you're on the road. Are you getting enough rest? Are you able to show up and be present fully? So it, personally, rest, making sure that you have margin, making sure that you're taking care of the number one asset, which is each of us in our business. Sometimes we don't view it that way, but that's the way it is. And then it starts a week out for me. And then, of course, as you go through the week, you're going to confirm things as we go. But that's kind of in, in general, in a nutshell, I like to keep it simple. That's what I do to make sure I stay on point every week with my obligations. Okay. And I'll let Tim chime in. He's a little more intense than I am. He gets up and runs every morning. So, <laughs> no, not every morning. But um, thank you, Andrew, for sharing that. And um, we do. We spend a lot of time. I think a communication is so key, especially if you're working with a team or you're a leader responsible for a team. Over communicate. Um, I know our our business, um, our regional leader, um, if he so much is going to be out for a few hours or a day, I mean, you're going to get an email. Hey, gang, I'm here. I'm doing this. It's over communicate. So, Andrew, thanks for nailing that. Um, I'll bring it down a little bit more personally to the mindset, to the habits. Um, for me, kind of revolves around three key pillars of my life, perspective, ownership and accountability. So the night before, you know, I'm thinking through the ownership piece. What what are the three major things I need to complete tomorrow to move my goals in my life forward. So I like to have those. And I oftentimes, and if you're like me out there, um, drop some notes, drop a comment in, in, in the, in the show notes here or, or in the, on the, on the stream podcast. But, um, I, I, I like texting myself. I'll just, I'll, I'll text myself. Like, we all have memos. We all have memos and notepads and, and journals, but I'll text myself because then it's up there in my thread yes. very next morning um, and I can just remind myself of it. But I like to nail what are the three 
key things. The, I mean, I'm going to get inundated with email. I'm going to get phone calls. I mean, everything else is going to be good because it's business and it's, but a lot of it's reactionary stuff. I want to proact to my day, right? I want to be proactive. So ownership, what I'm going to own, what I'm going to go, go accomplish and complete three things. And any more than three, I mean, you could have a whole to-do list for me. It's these are, these are, I could put money next to each one of these. These are going to drive my bottom line forward. Um, or it could be like relational equity, but still a dollar sign because it's it's relational equity. So those are the three things I'm going to own. And then I think through who do I need to call, follow up with, impact. So I think about the accountability piece for me is those are people I'm in relationship with. And this isn't always just business. This might be a referral partner. This may be a family member. Um, Andrew, our brother's birthday's yesterday, right? It's like, don't forget your family, the people who are actually going to be there for you for your life, regardless of what job you work or whether you're a failure or success, they're, they're going to be there. Don't forget those people. So that's the accountability. The perspective piece is just kind of how am I doing? How am I thinking? Was well, today a rough day? Um, and I'm just going to count my blessings for the day. I'm going to count the small wins. I was very frustrated last night. I laid my head down. I wasn't feeling good. And um, I counted my blessings. We had, we're doing this big conference in, in January and we had 20 something people register because our team did some smiling and dialing. Like that's a big win. But if you're not careful, you're an overachiever, you'll just be frustrated all the time. So you need to make sure your perspective, your mindset is like Wayne Dyer says, when we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. So for me, perspective, mindset, ownership, what am I going to go do, accomplish, and then accountability, who's coming with me, who am I accountable to? So I like just text myself, line it up, think through it, journal something. I like to journal the gratitude piece, but then it gets me up. It gets me up better, right? And, and then when I wake up, I review it get your big glass of water going, and then just stay on the water all day long. Stay hydrated. Andrew is always telling me, protect the asset, protect the asset. You got to sleep. I've got four kids. He has two. So, you know, you crazy schedules, younger ages. So you have to protect the asset. Get your sleep. Be intentional. Say no. So that's, mm, that's what am I going to say no to today? So I could go on. But yeah. Those are some of the, those are some of the playbook items for me. When and Tim, when you were talking, it just one one of my mantras, Jennifer, that is 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 the today me taking care of future me. Yes. So when it comes down to it, you know, the little things in life and business are what either hold us back or move us forward. So when there's a, it's the same reason you guys send yourself that text message. For me, it's I'm normally throwing it into my calendar. I'll just dump into a when I know I have my follow up Friday or whatever I have, I'll dump that in there. But you think about a lot of us in this industry spend a lot of time windshield time. And I'll call out something I've learned immensely from my brother, Tim, here, and I'm not even as effective with it as he is, but we know when we have our drive times scheduled most of the time for the week, we know where we're going, where we're going to be, or we're, we have an hour drive out to show a home to somebody, or for us, we're driving between two clients and it takes 45 minutes. Do you know, have you, or has past you taken care of future you to say, hey, in this time that I have on the windshield, here's three people I need to call and follow up with. And so that's part of that weekly planning. It's like, who this week do we need to circle back with? And then making those phone calls when you have the windshield time and actually doing it. Like so many times you're just, I think there's a guy there that says you're, you're at any point, you're about 2000 calls away from being a millionaire. Okay. Now I don't personally like this guy, but I believe that you're at any time in your life, you're 2000 cold calls away from being a millionaire. So in this industry, who have you not called? Who do you need to call? it's so easy to get in that mindset of, of, okay, I'll just call them in a couple of weeks. We're in the holiday season right now. This is the time is where the if time. you actually call, you will win. Yeah. Don't take so your foot off the gas because everyone else is doing it. Right. This is the time to go double down. 
So um, very powerful thoughts there. Tim, I love, I get inspired by Tim. You know, that's why I came to work with him really, because he's an inspirational guy. So that's <laughs> too kind. <laughs> I, want, I know that you have uh, the, um, the ease that you focus on, uh, that when we spoke in the green room, you were mentioning um, before about energize, execute, and evaluation. And I'd love you to um, kind of go deep for us and tell us more about those. Yeah, I'm going to take energize. Andrew's taking execute, and we'll both talk about eval. So, um, you know, years ago, people called me the energy guy, and some of it was AD, ADD, ADHD. Some of it was just my uh, I'm, I'm the connector. I'm middle child and a bunch of siblings. And I, you know, so, so some of it was just that, but a lot of it was, I, I did have that more of a glass half full mentality. Um, it was about reframing. It was about always moving forward, getting past. I was always the encourager. So for me, I was like, Hey, how do I bottle up the energy and go out? So I went on stages, started speaking, published the book, God energy was doing all of that running around the country. And what I got tired of was not tired of, I'll never get tired of it. But what what made me what saddened me was <clears throat> while I would get on stage and get everyone hyped, right? Got energy, energized. And we all need we all need a spark at times. We all do. We need somebody to come along and breathe on us and reignite us. So I'm all about igniting energy. That's that's what I do. I love it. But what saddened me is yes, we're going to do this. And then tomorrow it's a notepad that you took great notes at a conference, but it's in your desk drawer and nothing really changed. Now, maybe you moved a couple little things or, or changed something, or maybe even a way of thinking or whatever. Great. But how do you now go plan? Cause we can all hear a great keynote speech, but what am I going to do? And, and how am I going to go do it? So one, and I'll, I'll call Andrew out on this. One of his strengths in my life has always been, okay, bro, like when I was talking about publishing my book, he he kind of just stand there very calmly. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be great. I'm going to sell a million copies. You know, that's great, bro. So <clears throat> how's the first chapter come? Right. So it was always the breakdown of how are we going to go do this? I call Andrew the executioner for a reason. Um, I always joke that he needs to get the tattoo, go execute on his, on his arm because he, that's, that's what he always strives for is okay, great. Now, how, how are we going to go do it? And that's what made him very successful as a leader in, you know, corporate America and still to this day, corporate America, we're in the largest title insurer, but a, a leader, because he looks at the entire team and says, how am I going to break this down so minutely that we can all have clarity and go execute on it? So Andrew, I don't want to steal your thunder, but I mean, energize yeah. is great. You got to start there. You got to get that spark, but then how you do have you have your vision logs on the fire? Yeah, you got to have your vision and you hit the nail on the head. I, I got sick and tired leading teams of seeing them go to something we paid a lot of money for them to have a coaching or whatever, and they get a playbook and they come back and it goes in the drawer and nothing gets done. And I think and, and a big reason why we never launch, why there's failure to launch in our businesses, especially when you're a real estate agent and you're kind of, you're you, like you, you have to control your destiny um, is because we might be overwhelmed and there's some fear. And a lot of the things that we take away are things that make us uncomfortable so the key to execution is stop making it so hard on yourself to do something. Give yourself some small wins. If you're going to a, a seminar or coaching, especially I see real estate agents chunking down thousands of dollars for different classes or different trainings to go to and do, and then they come out and they never do it. I yeah. mean, I, I know a guy who spent like 10 grand on a, how to do a YouTube channel and he still hasn't started a YouTube channel three years later. Mm. 
Wow. And that's where you're putting your time and money to it. And to me, that boggles my mind because you can do all that stuff easily for free anyway. That's number one. But number two, what's one thing that you all can take today that you've just been sitting on? It's kind of like a man, I would want to, but you don't think it's a have to in your business. Yeah. Getting on video is a have to right now. You know, being going out and yes. and figuring out new ways to farm neighborhoods and find new listings and and drip on your database more effectively, not just using AI as an easy button, but as an intentional, like how do you put yourself into AI and help it help you? Figuring that out, it's critical right now. It's not a nice right. to, it's a have to. Yeah. So what's that one thing? You need to do it. And then the accountability piece is find someone who's going to not always be stroking your ego. Find someone who's going to come alongside and say, dude, what are you doing? Or girl, what are you doing? You need to that be doing that. We talked about video five times. I still haven't Andrew, seen Andrew, that, that sounded so, a lot nicer than what you say to me. I know. <laughs> um, you know, you get away with more with your brother, right? <laughs> I, I love that. I, I love, I have accountability partner I meet with every day at 11 o'clock. And it's, yeah. it, and it's, did you get it done? Okay. You didn't. Oh, okay. I understand you had this happen. This morning, I understand life happens, business happens. Um, I'll call you in two hours. Yeah. Is it done? Is it done? Is yeah. it done? I thrive on accountability. And I think that every day you have to do something to generate business today, generate yeah. business for 30 days and generate business for 90 days. Sweet. That's my goal every day. What did I do today that generates business today, next month Powerful. and in 90 days? And if you have that mentality and you focus on that in your day, no matter what you got going on, yeah. and I think that's the most important part of our my mornings in, um, right. when I make my calls is that's what I'm generating. Yeah. And I think more people need to uh, focus on that. Um, you, I know we're coming close to our end of our, our time, but I wanted to get into AI because we've mentioned it several times. Um, could you tell us a little bit about what you all are doing with AI and how you're utilizing it? Yeah. So the, again, start with mindset first and then go execute. Right. So that's kind of the, the format for success that we live by. So, uh, you know, I think everyone should be using chat GPT right now, uh, specifically it. as a tool. Um, it's still the best out there as far as, you know, a large language model and, the key that with ChatGPT is don't go tell ChatGPT to make you something. Go put yourself into Chat. Tell ChatGPT about you, and have it help you make content that's like you. So that's to keep it short. I could go, you know I teach a whole class on AI around this stuff, but to keep it very short, like you need to be focused on how do you take your voice and use AI to amplify it and streamline your content. So that's number one. Um, video creation. If you're getting on video, starting with long form video like what we did today, a 30 minute podcast. That can now turn into 25 pieces of content for us for the next month out of one setting is critical. And you can now use AI. Um, there's a great platform out there called opus.ai that we use heavily to crop up all our long form videos. And it does all the editing and captions for you. So you really don't have to think. It can take your content posting, video posting down to about five minutes a day. So those are just the top two things. So use it using it in our video um, and using it in our in getting our other communications out there, be it website materials or articles, et cetera, um, with chat GPT. And then of course, with your marketing pieces and your campaigns, you can use it to streamline for it as well. So Tim, anything you'd add there around AI? That's that's just the top two for me. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, and, and Andrew said it, you know, tell them who you are. Um, you know, don't give away your social security number, but tell them who you are. Andrew, I still need you to 
text um, your buddy Sam Altman over there and tell him I still can't upgrade to 4.0. <laughs> I'm still on the yeah, free version. Exactly, right? I'm, I'm um, on wait list too. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone who has it, like Andrew, ahem, <laughs> is Love saying, yeah. see, I told you. Um, but anyway, they're going to come out with like a $105 version now or something. We're all going to jump on it. But um, so anyhow, um, you know, iterate, iterate down. Um, don't just take what it gives you. Talk back to it. Get it to yes. to you. But then, Andrew, I love it. You know, Stephen Covey says, begin with the end in mind. For AI, yep. I like to say, begin with AI in mind. Think about there are tools out there that can help you, that can save you time. Okay, how do I start with that in mind? We're doing it today. Long form. Get on. Talk. Talk with your business. Talk with your industry. Talk with your business partners, get them on some form like this, talk with them, and then create some content that can, inf and, and not just so that you look flashy. Again, flashy fades, remember yeah. that, but thought leadership, selling concepts, how can we make the industry better? What do the consumers need to know? How can we empower people? Like be a thought leader, right? Spend time being a thought leader. So I think leverage AI, begin with the AI in mind. Um, and, and I know we didn't really go back and touch on the evaluate piece on the three E's, but this is part of when we come back after energizing, after executing, <clears throat> this is part of evaluation. Okay. We're executing well. How have we maybe fallen into a rut in that execution? And AI is a perfect segue because to evaluate and say, how can we do it smarter, faster, um, more effectively because times have changed. So we need to evaluate the execution, right? So energize, execute, evaluate, and AI is a great plug segue right, right to that. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. So fun. if somebody wants to get a hold of you, and uh, for example, Andrew mentioned that he teaches an AI class. I'm assuming it's going to be, uh, you're going to also teach people about uh, prompts that are required in order to get AI to extract the information from the system that you need. Um, if somebody is interested in that class, how do they find out about the class? How do they find out about you, what you offer, when the classes are? So, yeah, so in our in our posture with Fidelity, we teach through our title agencies. So go ask your title agent you partner with about the Hooper Brothers, and we're happy to work with them to schedule time, either with your brokerage or with, with them where they have a class they bring you out to, um, whatever that is. But that's our posture here in the Mid-Atlantic for the classes we teach. Um, and at times we will speak for some of the associations, um, the the different county realtor associations we've done some classes. But again, we're always going to be sponsored by one of our title agents in okay. this role that we're at, that we're in with Fidelity. So, um, Tim, yeah. anything you'd add there? I think a great question is, you know, ask your title company um, or real estate attorney that you use. Hey, are you uh, an agent of Fidelity? Um, because again, we're we're channel partners. Anybody tied in with an agent of ours, we're going to come out and help. Um, and like Andrew said, we're going to do that through an agent. So that's a great question to ask your, your partners. Are you an agent of Fidelity? It's a that's great time. Perfect. It's a great time to look at what we're doing different and become one. So yeah, um, I can tell you that all the uh, title companies that I do business with uh, personally, whether it's Black Oak title or front door title or mid-Atlantic title, that you you guys are the the person or the title insurance company for each of them. And these Wonderful. are the ones that I've had the relation and Lakeside title for the for the last 20 some odd years, 25 Wonderful. years I've been in the business. Yeah. Awesome. Um, thank you guys so very much thank uh, you. for coming on here and sharing your wisdom with the community and sharing the insights of what you have to offer. And I am going to reach out and I am going to schedule a, a lunch and learn 
and set that up and have you guys come and teach some of our agents um, a, a nice lunch and learn. I, I think I might set it up in each of the counties that I work in. There you um, go. I would love to do that. Thank you. Awesome. You Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you. Keep up the great work. Pleasure to be on with you. And I uh, look forward to, to seeing you in person soon. Oh, that would be Absolutely. lovely. Absolutely lovely. Thank you both for your time. I so appreciate you. Yeah, you, you got bet. it. Take, Take care. care. All righty. Thank you for joining the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast. We'd like to ask you two favors. Number one, forward this podcast to three of your favorite realtor friends. They'll thank you for it, and I'll thank you for it, too. Number two, we'd love reviews. It helps get the word out. 